Okay. <laughs> you, my wife mentioned this to me, and you've mentioned it to me the way I say pastor. Right. I say, and I, I know what it is. I know how to say it. I know how to spell it. I know what it is. <laughs> it's, it's pastor. 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 <laughs> it's spelled pastor. But is it pastor or pastor? Most people just say pastor. Right. Pastor. And, I, and I, I just say it quickly, and I'm a little kind of a mush mouth sometimes, and I say pasture. And it's... Makes me feel like I need to graze. Apparently. Yes. See, I think the pastor is supposed to lead the sheep to the spiritual pasture. Well, the term pastor came from the shepherd in the pasture leading the sheep. And that's where it was derived from. So I'm not 100% wrong. <laughs> I'll take your fits. word for it. But I do sound like an idiot. And so I want to try very, very hard. I might just call you preacher from now on. Preacher. No, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer Mr. Rick over that. <laughs> well, then you might not like the new segment, Poke the Preacher. commented about it would come out as pasture <laughs> yeah post the pasture irrigation <laughs> um poke the poke the pastor maybe i'll just change it to poke the pastor i didn't know you didn't like preacher i would like preacher personally well it does carry some connotations to it right nobody wants to be preached at but they do like to you know but they don't mind being led to you know the good news or whatever and i think the pastor has that you know shepherd kind of thing where preacher is like you know get your big four five six pound bible out and smack people over the head with it right which some people do need smacked with the bible i'm not saying that it (laughs) isn't needed but not received well often read it maybe it should be stump the shepherd there you go stump the shepherd (laughs) well poke the pastor pastor dang That's going to be hard. Yeah, Catherine's right. That's going to be harder than it was a quick cussing. <laughs> well, you know, I, I have to say it's possible. My my boss at uh, FHNL Autism Services, she uh, she has this thing about saying cancelization. And I, I was like, one day I'm she's she's talking and I'm typing what she says. And I didn't even think about it. I just typed it in cancelization. And I'm like, cancelization? Wait a minute. Hold on. And it kept coming up red. And I'm like, wait a minute. You can't spell that right. It's not even a word. So I told her, and she like says, "Well, I, I I just can't change. I can't change it." And just this week, she's like, "Cancellation," and she says it perfect. I'm like, "No way! You've been working on this. You've got it licked." She goes, "No, no. It takes how many try? You know, how many trials before you can say you got it licked?" But yeah, so it's possible. I'm, I'm praying for you. Thank you. So poke the pastor is a new segment that I came up with last night. And if people can submit questions, 
um, to my messenger that I will ask on the air to you. Hmm. See, I don't remember being consulted about this at all. <laughs> this is the consulting <laughs> meeting right now. This is you, it. You will be doing this. Having, Thank you. Would it be okay to encourage people to post those questions onto the Facebook page too? Well, then he has an opportunity to prepare. Oh, <laughs> I see. You you want this uh, to be an ambush. Is, oh, okay. wow. This is even more It's getting better. I, hectic right. than I thought. Right. I like to keep people on their toes, if you haven't noticed. Okay. Uh, it could be fun. I'd be up for it. I think it. so. could be interesting. However, speaking, you know, speaking of the Facebook group, I, I'm looking for a lot more interaction than there is. So hopefully, hopefully we can get some. Maybe we need to check the settings because I tried to share something to it. And for whatever reason, it wouldn't let me. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Oh, we'll or notify maybe the, the admin. Maybe we're being zucked, right? <laughs> J- Jason Longbreak is my admin. Because <laughs> I, I have two Facebook accounts. And uh, do you notice that? You're not even, you didn't even friend me yet. I sent you a request. <laughs> <laughs> Call him out in the show. Because I haven't been on my Facebook in like three weeks, literally. He, he doesn't friend me he doesn't listen to our own show <laughs> see, i'm gonna take see i think i think some education is order i'm gonna in orders one day i'm just gonna have you follow me around and, and it's gonna be called your day will be called a day with pastor rick and we'll you're gonna find out pace the pastor <laughs> you're gonna find out why it's tough for him to get on facebook yeah <laughs> folks just so you know this is the hardest man hardest working man i've ever met he runs his church. He comes up with these sermons. He comes up with the music. He develops a booklet that we follow through every week. And um, plus, he has a job. But other than this, not to mention the fact that he's also a husband and a father. Yes. And now I'm, he's been forced to be on a podcast. <laughs> well, I didn't feel any forcing, but uh, no, highly encouraged. There maybe. was no forcing. <laughs> but I do appreciate taking the time out of your Tuesday evening to spend on the show. And you are a valuable asset. I hope you realize that. Well, I appreciate that. And uh, it's uh, way more fun than. You know, a lot of the things that I have to do, especially during the day. So, yeah. Yeah. Glad to be here. Good. And you're not as busy, but I appreciate you too, Nate. I'm not as busy. I don't know how busy <laughs> All you are. Those extra you work at home. Hours. You don't even have to drive to work. <laughs> you know, for that point, you do have a good, you, you, you did bring up to... something important there because you're lucky I took a shower today after work at home. <laughs> Especially wow, when I'm never, sitting right next to you. I never thought about that before. You <laughs> <laughs> you literally can get right on up and just go to work. Uh, sometimes my yeah. my uh, that is uh, oh, the arm goes off. You wake up, you roll out of bed, go right into the office. It's, yeah, it's, you can literally be at work in your pajamas while while cooking breakfast. That's true. It's pretty amazing. I don't have that luxury. I went all the way to work today, which is a forty minute drive. For a two o'clock interview that didn't show up. I've had four interviews in the past five days and none of them showed up. That's a little bit of a cultural thing. Um, I so, used to work in a call center and I was a I was a, one of the leaders there who did interviews and that was actually kind of common. You'd be you'd be surprised just how often in today's culture that 
people don't value jobs like they used to in previous cultures. Now, are you are you Jason talking about people that you're interviewing to work for you? Yes. Oh, okay. So I I thought you might have been talking about interviews for people that were looking for chef. No. Like like looking for to hire your business. Oh no. I got you. No. Okay. Okay. We are a an event center, but um, we mostly do weddings, and uh, we have a coordinator that gets all the business. And uh, she does a fantastic job. Too good. I'm going to be busy this year. So that's good. Job security. Yeah. There is that. So I guess we have a we have a uh, we have a visitor coming, right? Yes. Do you want to do you want to prep the audience for that a little bit? Well, uh, we have a visitor from California. Her flight is due anytime. <laughs> <laughs> She'll be with this Zoom Airlines. In Zoom <laughs> Airlines, um, yeah. Uh, she, uh, you know, sent me a request. She has a huge story she wants to get out. Something very impactful happened in her life, and she wants to share it. And uh, her her path is is from God. He gave her a vision, and uh, she is trying to well her passion it's a passion project is what she's calling it and you know she came in from a dark a dark path that that she turned to god for guidance and light in that darkness and he has led her led her along um she's grown up and she got married and had children and she launched a successful real estate business and um and she got a vision one day well before you go too much further let's leave some for the uh leave some of it for her to tell that's about all i know (laughs) (laughs) so uh, i do have to admit that it's got a pretty cool story for how she confirmed the message from god oh uh, yeah yeah, you guys will really enjoy that it's very biblical. So speaking of uh, so speaking of visitors, I guess you've actually or, or guests, as it, be that as it may, I, I understand that you've actually got a number of people that are showing interest in in meeting with us and, and enjoying the process with us. We you do talk about that. Uh, well, um, I prayed to the Lord because I I want to get this show out there because I'm doing this show for Him. I was led by Him to. This is my ministry, and I want to reach people that are struggling with their faith, have no desire to have any faith, or are deep in their faith, and push them further, push them into it, not push, but show them that there is a better way. Nudge. Yeah. Plant seeds. Yeah, there you go. And um, so while we're waiting on our, our guest to arrive, do you want to tell the story of uh, how God led you to this, to do this podcast? Well, I want people to feel the way I feel. I want them to realize that there is a God and he is amazing. And once you receive the Holy Spirit, the... Life is so much better. I was I battled depression most of my life for no reason. I had a great life, great childhood. Um, 
great friends. Nothing really tragic happened. Just a few little things, but, you know, no different than anybody else in their obstacles of life. But every few months, I would go into a depression that would last a few days, sometimes a week, and then I would climb out of it, and everything would be hunky-dory, and then I'd sink right back into it. I couldn't figure out why. Um, uh, lots of thoughts of suicide and I knew I'd never do it, but I was always thinking like, I wish I wasn't born. I, I'm done. I don't want to do anything. I don't want to go on. And then I would be fine. And then then right back into it. And then once I came to Christ, I, those thoughts have not even poke their little head in at all. I feel a satisfaction that I was missing. And I think it was something deep inside of me was longing for a relationship with God. And the fact that I didn't have it, I think that's why I would fall in these, into these depressions because I was seeking something I couldn't find because I didn't know what I was looking for. Sometimes it's helpful to be able to look backwards and can you see where God was was uh, pursuing you even when you were not walking with him? Yeah, I mean I felt nudges. I I I was just I just couldn't recognize them. And there was times where I would pray, but it wasn't the kind of praying I do now. It was it was selfish prayers things I needed and wanted and it wasn't about others and you know I didn't pray for other people like I do now now I don't pray for myself except for wisdom and guidance um that's a dangerous prayer to ask there buddy yeah asking for wisdom he'll give it to you in spades yeah that's like asking for patience. You know how he answers the prayer for patience? He gives you situations that you need to be patient in. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and, and it, the thing is, you know, I went most of my life not quite sure what was real and what wasn't. And once you become a believer and invite the Holy Spirit into your life, you it's overwhelming how obvious he is, how obviously real. Cause you see, I mean, I see him moving all the time. Um, he's not only in my life, but other people's life. And it's pretty amazing. And, uh, there's not, there's not a fraction of doubt that God created this, everything, this, everything. And, uh, you know, all those feelings you had before, you know, the feelings of, you know, I don't, something's wrong. You're, you know, you don't feel like you want to do this anymore. You know, if you think about it, it's so logical. Uh, people think that the, the Bible, you know, all this stuff is not logical. It is. Why would God, the creator, create someone that is completely self-sustainable and doesn't need him? You know, that wouldn't make sense, especially if he wants to have a relationship with you. If he, you know, if he made us for his purposes, 
why would he make us in such a way that we would feel, you know, complete without him? I think that we all do have that God-shaped hole, but it's, it's different than like, um, our physical hunger. You know, we, we get physically hungry when we don't eat, but we've, we learn right away, uh, what that means. Uh, you know, we feel a certain way, oh, I need to eat. So we go eat. But when we're spiritually hungry, we don't really know what that means. We don't know what the sensation is. So, okay, something's missing. So we just start looking everywhere for something to fill it. And we look in all the wrong places sometimes Mm -hmm. until we finally find God and realize, wow, that's what I was looking for all along. So praise God, you actually found him and, and the hole is filled. Yes. Praise God. And, you know, he's, he's fulfilling, he's fulfilling, I mean, he, he led me on this path. I started with the YouTube channel and I was like, God, I don't know. (laughs) He said, you know, I don't either. I think you should do a podcast instead. (laughs) (laughs) So here we are. I'm still doing the YouTube thing, but just not, not like I was. I do shorts now, just quick little. When when God speaks to me, I I put it out there, or or when I hear something from uh in church from Pastor Rick, and I I just want to share it to some more people that weren't in church. I'll throw a little short up or whatever, but my focus is on the show, and. uh I think if I focus on too many things, um, then nothing will succeed. So, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. <laughs> That's right. It's been good though. I asked him. I said, "You know, help me get the word, get your word out to people," and uh, he sent me five people that want to be guests. And of course, one of them has a publicist. One of them is a, actually she'll be here April 13th, uh, Dorothy Odell. She's a international best-selling author. That's huge. I mean, they're publicists and they're agents and they're going to spread it out there so everybody can hear their interviews. And that just brings more people to the show and more, more ears on God's word and well, there's a lesson in that right there. Yeah, there is. That I'd like everyone to know. And if you're out there and you are a believer, uh, you know, I just want to encourage you that if you are willing to be used as a vessel, if you're willing to just let God use you as he sees fit and you're willing to take the bull by the horns, God is going to bless it. I mean, he's looking for people to be used to spread the good news, to uh, you know, help people find their way to him. And there's just not that many people out there that are willing to put forth the effort, that are willing to do what he says. And when he finds those people, he is going to use it and he's going to multiply it. So it, it, it to me, it's no surprise that things are taken off. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, you brought that up. Um, I had an interesting conversation with my sister over text. And, uh, and this may be a, a misconception for a lot of people. And I need to nip this in the bud right away because um, Jesus asked us to to spread the good news. And, um, well, she said one thing. She said, 
is uh, we were talking about, let me start at the beginning here a little bit. Too deep for texting, okay. <laughs> um, she was concerned, well, first of all, she was concerned that we were bashing other other denominations. I'm like, I did no such thing. I am simply stating the truth about what these other denominations are doing, and that is just waking people up. And uh, But she said that she has a different view of an interpretation of the Bible. And so that's the problem. Too many interpretations. It's not confusing as people make it out to be. At the most important thing, the most important thing is to believe in Jesus and what he did on the cross. Believe in that God raised him from the dead. Believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord and confess with your mouth that God raised him up and your sins will be forgiven. And she said, yes, but if you believe in teachings of Jesus, it's a call for action, a call to take up the cross and live your faith. I think these actions are considered works and should be a natural extension of your faith. They will not save you. You can do works with no love, and that would not consist of the teachings of Jesus. I said, right, I agree. Mm -hmm. We do pick up our cross and die to ourselves, stop living in the flesh, and put God before everything. But these actions are not works. It's obedience. Um. Paul's main mission was to teach people that they were no longer under the old law and to teach people about Jesus. And I, I said, I am obedient to the Lord because I go to teach the gospel. I am using this platform to do that. And she said, how are you qualified to teach the gospel? Hmm. <laughs> how are the 12 I disciples said, seriously? <laughs> Anybody that knows the gospel can teach the gospel. We are here on this earth to make disciples. Do you know what the gospel is? I hope so. And I sent her some literature. She says, when I hear the gospel, to me, it is the words and teaching of Jesus, not the evangelical way of sharing the good news. I said, the gospel is the good news. And I Googled it. The word gospel is derived from the Anglo-Saxon term, God spell, meaning good story, a rendering of the Latin Evangelium and the Greek Eongelion, can't pronounce that, meaning good news or good telling. Since the late 18th century, the first three have been called the synoptic gospels because of the texts set side by side. She said, I misunderstood. I thought you meant taking up the pulpit and preaching the gospel. Um, then she complimented the show, and she said, I sound very professional, which was nice. Thank you. Uh, but, yeah, we went on and on. I'm not going to get into it. But, I mean, there might be a misconception out there that, because she's, my sister Lori is very strong in her faith, and she studies, um, she studies a lot, uh, maybe too much. Um, I think the only thing we should be studying is the Word of God and not what other people write, honestly. But. Uh, a lot of people, I think, think that they shouldn't be teaching the gospel or, or, or spreading the word because they're not qualified or perhaps they're afraid to because, I mean, you see street evangelists out there and they will be teaching and preaching and, and what have you, and then they will be confronted by a non-believer. And if they don't have enough knowledge of the Bible 
to back up what they're saying to co- counteract to defend to defend um what these what do they call people who are non-believers atheist um to to def- you know they are going to look the atheists will think they had the upper hand and they won and and they're right which they're not they're very wrong but for a person that doesn't have enough armor on it's a really good one could there. could thank you could um get defeated pierced very much so so what you're saying um is there's just so much truth to it i mean uh people think that uh you know, I'll just leave this evangelism stuff to the pastors. I'll leave that to, you know, the super spiritual or the people that are, you know, specifically gifted because there are people that just have a specific gift in evangelism. But, you know, Jesus said, I've been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, and he's saying to his disciples, go make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teach these new disciples to do what I've been teaching you. And one of those things is to do what? Make go disciples. make disciples. It's it, you know teaching disciples to go make disciples, to teach them to go make disciples, and on and on and on. And so that means everybody is called to be an evangelist. You know, we've we've gotten. Uh, We've gotten so far off the path. I I think that uh, for years, people, you know, pastors, I think, I don't know, maybe it was a pride thing, but, you know, pastors of churches, you know, they wanted to kind of be the center of attention, the center of focus. And so, you know, they didn't argue this point. But the fact is, is that pastors and teachers are supposed to train and equip the people for ministry. And one of those ministries is what? The The ministry of reconciliation. And that is evangelism. And you don't have to go to school. You don't have to have a degree. All you have to do is be a Christian, right, with the Holy Spirit in your heart. And that's all you need. That's right. It's it's actually not any different than any household chore that you want to pick up. Like you want to change change out a, 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 let's just say, a disposal in your sink. There's plenty of YouTube videos out there that you could go to that will teach you how to do it. Same thing with evangelism. If you ever listened to any of those videos by Ray Comfort, he will show you how it's done. And that's mm-hmm. what we're supposed to do in crisis. We're supposed to teach and train and, and prepare that next generation. Right. right. Well, with the power of the Holy Spirit, Jesus said, you're to be my witnesses. And there's only one qualification for a witness. And that is you had to have, you had to have witnessed something. You had to have seen it. And if you have been walked across, if you have yourself walked across the line of salvation, then you have seen that happen. You can now show someone or tell someone what happened, be a witness, and let them experience the same thing. Mm-hmm. And that's your qualification. You, mm-hmm. you just have to be a Christian. And if you are, you can make disciples. That's right. I actually got a comment on, uh, on one of my YouTube videos the other day, and, which was my first comment. And uh, it was a gentleman that, <clears throat> it was uh, one of the shorts I did about uh, teaching people the gospel. And he said that, you know, it's definitely something to think about, but he is, um, he's afraid, he's afraid to go there. He's just not comfortable and he's afraid what people think of him. Hmm. 
Um, Pretty common. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, my reply was, there we go. I said, uh, I understand it's not easy to do. Let the Holy Spirit guide you. Sometimes just planting a small seed will lead people to take a closer look and then the seeds grow. But living for Christ and being obedient to God's will is way more important than what man thinks of you. Pray for strength and wisdom and our Lord will lead you. God bless. Absolutely. Great you know, encouragement. It's, it's that problem or this problem of, you know, being scared is, you know, it, it's not a new problem. Obviously, it's been around since Jesus uh, left this planet. In fact, the, one of the first things that happens, right, uh, you get, uh, you know, a couple of a couple of the disciples are immediately thrown in jail uh, for preaching the good news. And of course, they were released. But now all the new believers, after just seeing Christ crucified, they're like, oh, now is this going to happen to us? So they're scared. And what do they do? They get together. They say, okay, instead of just, you know, parting ways and splitting up and going off into the wilderness, you know, we're going to pray and ask God for boldness. And and they did. And it said that the, the ground, the building where they were at shook and they were filled with the Holy Spirit and they went out and boldly shared the good news. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we can do the same thing if we're scared. You know, number one response to that should be pray and ask God for boldness. Even the Apostle Paul asked that, that, that uh, his followers would pray for him for the right words and for boldness. You could even look at Peter on mm-hmm. the night when uh, Christ was was betrayed. You know, he he denied Christ three times because he was scared of the consequences of knowing Christ. So you're in good company if you're scared. But you know what? We serve a we serve a God that's bigger than any of our fears. Absolutely. And as Jesus said, they some will hate you, but remember they hated me first. <laughs> yeah, there's. I, I I heard a really good way of looking at it as if Christ encountered as much opposition as he did preaching a message of love and good news, and we're not encountering at least to some degree that same level of animosity from the culture around us, we're doing something wrong. Good point. Good point. So uh, our guest will be here soon. And I, we got a review. Oh, we did. We did. And there she is. Hello. It's our guest. <laughs> Hi. What a cool little setup you guys have. <laughs> Pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. And I'm over here dreaming about my setup. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, you got us licked. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this isn't real. Green <laughs> screen. screen. Now, for the listeners, we're seeing like this beautiful like skyline right now out of a window. That's Chicago, right? You don't know? <laughs> I have no idea. I saw the picture and I thought, oh, that's really nice. I love cities. I love cities of all shapes and sizes. I just, I don't know. I've always been fascinated with it. And so I was like, oh, this looks good. We'll just add this to it. No big deal. Awesome. <laughs> um, um, can you guys see me okay, though? I just want to make sure the lighting's okay. I can, yeah. You're yeah, good. Look great. Green screen, if I or not the green screen, the, the light, if I need to. No, you're fine. Cool. Well lit, and your audio is coming through nicely. Awesome. Yep. And that is that hair natural purple. Is is your hair naturally purple? I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's not purple. Absolutely. <laughs> Very nice. Looks nice. Um. 
Well, April Elvis is getting ready to read a review. Oh, I got we got two reviews. Oh, okay. We can come back to that, I guess. Yeah. Uh, well, just real quick from Bless from Above. I really enjoy listening to your podcast. It was fun, funny, and informative. Looking forward to future podcasts from you. That was nice. And from Aphrodite, seventy five. That must have been my mom. <laughs> a great find. I'm just kidding. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> Says amazing. A great find. Can't wait to hear more. Well, if it's Aphrodite, it might be my wife. Nice. So there. <laughs> Isn't that a Greek Go goddess? Number one podcast in all of the nation. <laughs> number one cool. in Pickerington, Ohio. From my wife. <laughs> we are the most popular, uh, the most popular podcast in this building right yes, now. Right. Just the That's most right now. Yeah. The number one. Well, at this table. Awesome. Ladies and right. gentlemen, our guest has arrived. Our guest today received a vision from God, and a goat farmer confirmed it. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome, from San Diego, California, April Mack. Thank Woo! you so much. Thanks hey, for being I'm here. Super, I am really super excited to be here, to be honest with you. When you told me that this is fairly new, and I heard your story about why you wanted to do this, I thought, man, I have to be a part of this. You know, when God has our, his hands in it, it goes places. And so I know this is going to go somewhere. So I'm super stoked for you guys. Thank you so much. Mm. Well, so what's this I hear about a, about a goat farmer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's actually a pretty neat story. Um, it's not my story necessarily. It's a friend of mine, but I'm happy to share that if you guys would like to uh, to hear it. Yes. Uh, take us back. Um Let's talk about your vision. Mm, yes. And which will lead into the goat farmer. <laughs> yeah. Okay, exactly. Um, okay, so it's kind of surreal. You know, I, I, uh, I'm a woman of many ideas. Okay, I'll just say that. And um, over my lifetime, I've always had a lot of ideas, and I've probably had some million dollar ideas in there somewhere, but because I'm so busy, I just don't really do a lot with those ideas. So I shake it off, right? I just shake it off. I move on and I, I do what I know, which is real estate and business coaching and all this other stuff. Um, but recently, a few months ago, I was kind of in a sleep daze laying around and I had a vision of a book, um, a vision of the book of my picture on there. It was called Breaking the Chains. I had very clearly written on the cover was by April Mack. And, um, and I thought, oh, that's pretty cool. But then there was an audible sound. No, I do not have psychosis. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> I heard a voice that said, this will open the doors. I didn't know what that meant. Actually, at the time, um, I thought it was pretty neat that I had a book cover. That's cool. I've, I've never been an author. I've never written a book in my life. So to see that, I thought, that's pretty neat. But I shook it off. Okay. And I didn't know what it was. I just thought, okay, it's just another idea. Until the next day, <laughs> the very next day, mind you, I didn't mention this to anybody because this was just kind of a dream, I guess. And I just went on with my life and shook it off and no big deal. And here's the great goat story. I'm looking at Facebook and a friend of mine who is in another state, 
She's also in real estate. She actually listened to God who gave her a purpose of owning a goat farm. She's in real estate and never, ever even had a farm, never nothing. And so she talks to her husband and says, you know, God says that I need to, I need to get a goat farm. Very random. Um, so as she's doing this video on Facebook in reference to her goats, she was, she was telling this story about how she didn't really know all the goats names. So she basically purchased an actual goat farm and very many goats and, um, and on their necks was a color chain and it had their names on it because they were, they had belonged to another owner. And, and so they were identified and she just needed to learn their names. And this is a great way to do that. But one morning she woke up the morning that I'm referencing that I saw this video she woke up and decided she needed to do a live, a Facebook live video. And in the Facebook live, she's holding these chains in her hand. And she's saying to the audience, I don't know who needs to hear this. But if God is telling you to break those chains, you need to listen. You need to give whatever is going on in your life to God, break those chains, you know, and, and of course, she probably said it, you know, don't quote me on exactly what she said, but it was to that extent. And it stopped me in my tracks. And I was like, whoa, okay. First of all, breaking the chains. I haven't really heard that, that expression a whole heck of a lot. I, I mean, I've heard it before, but not to, with this context. So then I sat back and I said, all right, God, I'm hearing you <laughs> nice and big and loud. What's going on? And I just sat on it and prayed about it. And every single day, if I was not in motion towards this idea of, you know, trying to figure out what it was that I was given this, you know, why I was given this, um, God was putting messages in front of me. This is your purpose. Write a book, free book ads. Okay. I, and I know the ad world is pretty amazing and they can, they can follow you, but I don't really think that they know your thoughts. So for me to have advertisements on how to write a book was kind of crazy. Now I could be wrong. Facebook and, and all They're these tricky. social media are <laughs> pretty good at like, connecting it with your thoughts and, and putting ads in front of you for things. Um, nonetheless, it was, it was pretty profound and I could not shake it. And so it's gotten me here and where here is, um, is an actual clarity of what my purpose is. And that purpose is to help people who have lived in traumatic situations from their childhood, from, you know, their, their present, whatever that might look like. And, teach them and show them how they can have a quote unquote normal life um, and reprogram you and your life to live abundantly and the life that you actually want. Most of us don't realize the potential and power that we actually have. And then when you add trauma into our lives, um, it, it just creates this destructive chaos in your mind. A lot of people can live a normal functional life with trauma, but there are certain limitations to that. If you don't know how to really reprogram your mind or tackle it or even understand it, um, it can be all engrossing. You know, it can actually stop you from living your full potential. And so I did this with my own life just kind of being consciously aware. 
Um, and God has given me resources throughout my entire life to become who I am. I'm very successful now, and I have broken my own chains of my past. Um, and now it's like, God's like, look, I've been preparing you for this. I don't care that you're not a psychologist, which is an argument I had with him. <laughs> I don't care that you've never written a book. Another argument. You know, he's like, you're going to do it. That's it. You're going to do it. This is why you were here. This is why you had to go through all the things that you went through. And so, yeah, th this is your purpose, not becoming a real estate mogul and being on the Forbes cover. You know, none of that was in his plan, at least not in that direction right? right and so it was pretty profound and it still is i still sit here and i'm like what really <laughs> so <laughs> so just a clarifying question this this book is actually not about goats then at all no i could probably <laughs> add in a little goat, <laughs> goat reference in there they're super cute and i love the ones that faint i don't know if you've seen those but that's just fun i have it's that hilarious uh, there's no, some it's not it's just another confirmation of God's power and how he uses people, things, scenarios, even our social media platforms to get a message across for the very hard-headed, stubborn people like myself Absolutely, <laughs> Amen. who just kind of say, all right. Well, speaking yeah, of which, you, but <laughs> you mentioned you've kind of been through uh, several pieces of trauma yourself, and uh, I'd love to hear a little bit about it, your background and uh, how you came to Christ. Sure. That's Great story. I love my stories. Um, so I actually found Jesus at eight years old. I remember accepting him into my heart at eight. And I don't know how much you remember at eight, but I just remember white walls and this big man, <laughs> this big, big man talking to me about uh, the love of Christ. And um, I unfortunately did not have a Christ-centered home. Um, growing up, not until I was in my teenage years when I moved out of my mother's house. Um, but I, uh, from early on, I just, he was always with me. Christ was always with me because my household was very violent. Um, unfortunately, both of my parents were um, drug users. And as, as they got away from the, the harder drugs, I guess the street drugs, as you would call them, they turned to more legal stuff, right? So they did the over-counter drugs and, um, and alcohol abuse. Uh, my mom married uh, my stepdad when I was seven, and that was the real big introduction to a lot of abuse. Both my brother um, and I just dealt with a lot of physical, sexual, and mental abuse, um, and my mom was kind of distant and because she was under drugs. I mean, she that was her coping mechanism. She went to work to escape, and when she came home, she was doing a lot of over-the-counter drugs. And I was without a mom uh, for my whole life, really. And um, and I was forced to take care of the home and my brothers and make sure that they were good to go. I was pretty much an adult by the time I was five. I remember making him, my little brother, who was two at the time, making him sandwiches, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. I just remember being on a step stool and just spreading the peanut butter and the bread was coming off with it, you know? <laughs> um, <laughs> so I had to deal with that. But when I, when I found Christ at eight, I knew that there was something more. And even though I didn't have family that would talk to me about Christ and we were very sheltered, no one, we, you know, we, we weren't really allowed out, I guess. So I didn't have any 
external um, influences, I guess, if you if you want to put it that way. And so I just had to rely on my own resources. And when I was invited to church at eight and I accepted Christ into my heart, that was it. I finally had my armor, you know, to get through the next years. And even though I still made a lot of mistakes, um, I was able to survive. I was homeless at 16 with my dad who took me away. You know, I just had to deal with a lot of different things. And, um, and it's okay. Cause I'm tough. Christ had that armor around me, like I said, and, and he got me through it. And clearly it was for a purpose. Right. So, um, so that's kind of a little bit about my backstory. That's awesome. I mean, thanks for sharing how you pulled out sure. of that. It's a lot easier to share those stories when you know it has a purpose, yeah. when there's an end, right? Right. So it's like, hey, I get it. I had to go through this. And, you know, we all know that Christ only gives you what you can handle. And I'm pretty blessed to have a good head on my shoulders. I really am. I don't know how I got through half the stuff that I went through, but I did. And I know it was because of that. I know it was Christ giving me the strength to get through this and or all the things really and to be here now. Mm-hmm. You're exactly right. And I got to tell you, sometimes I just wish Christ didn't trust me as much as he does with some <laughs> of the stuff he puts me through. But uh, I'll put that out there. <laughs> I totally yeah. get it. I can relate I to your uh, I can relate to your background a little bit. Similar, similar background in mine, uh, in my background, uh, just not really drugs, but certainly alcohol. Uh, parents who didn't go to church, uh, finding Christ early because of a bus driver who uh, my bus driver was looking to, he had just got out of a seminary and he was looking for a place to pastor. And while he was looking, he drove the bus and that's how I found him. And it's funny, my mom gets remarried. My stepdad is just not a nice man. And we took a lot of physical abuse and verbal abuse and whatnot, but he happened to attend the church where my bus driver was brought on. And so he is the one who led me to the Lord which is really That's cool. Amazing. So, you know, I, I kind of related to that, but so like, tell me, I'm curious now, is this book written? Is it in the works? Is it coming up? I mean, yeah, it's just an idea, just an idea at this point. God's working on it. No, it's actually in the works. Um, currently. So, so I'll just kind of let you know, the book itself isn't the, the, um, I don't know what you'd call it, the cornerstone of this movement. Um, the book is going to be used as a tool to make awareness for the nonprofit that's also in the works. And the nonprofit, of course, is going to have this immersion program that's super rad. And yes, I said rad. Super don't rad. Date me. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I, personally. I totally <laughs> am down with rad. I am. I that's think pretty it's a rad head. statement. Totally rad. Yeah, that's pretty rad. <laughs> I totally think it's a rad statement, also. Um, <laughs> So, um, yeah, the immersion program is really, it's really the, the reason why the book is being created. I think the book is being created to be a tool to get the message out that there are survival stories out there. And um, I'm currently gathering up stories from other people. At first, I thought this was supposed to be just my story um, being written. But it, it's not actually. My story will be in, in the book, but it's an anthology of, of other stories and the stories are of those people that had the same same challenges to overcome, right? And they had to overcome the trauma, and they had to deal with it and survive and make something of themselves. And there are a lot of people out there with this story. 
And those people need to be heard as well. And so this is being uh, given as a platform for other people to share their story. And I have had so many amazing responses to this. People are, when I put an ad out there to gather up these stories, I'm getting comments like, I didn't know how to get my story out and you are giving me a platform. I really want to just share my story. I don't need to have even my name on it, but it has to get out. You know, there's so many people that want to share. They just didn't have a way to do that. And I didn't realize the impact this book would even have. As a matter of fact, when I put the ad out there, I didn't think anybody was even going to want to share anything. I'm like, okay, we'll see. But it's been overwhelming, the responses. And um, so it's it's good for a lot of people who are healing. But the focus is to really show others that if one person can do it, you can too. So this is definitely an outlet for people and also a tool to just bring people to the awareness that just because you've been through a traumatic situation doesn't mean that your life is over or doesn't mean that you have to stay in that that state whatever that looks like. Um, and so, you know, that's ultimately the, the, the story behind the book, but really the movement is all about the lives that I'm really excited to help change through our nonprofit and the program. Um, that's really where all the nitty gritty is, is going to, you know, getting down to the bottom of it and just focusing on your traumas and being able to reprogram you in such a way that you can absolutely change your life. Do you have a release date yet? No. Okay. Hey, it's still in the works. I understand. I don't. I don't. I'm actually, and I don't know if I'm allowed to say this out loud, but I'm I'm going to anyways. I'm working with um, Jack Canfield, the ah, author of Chicken Soup for the Soul. Chicken Soup for the Soul. Yes. I'm working with his team and um, I'm so stoked about it. So we're on the fast track to getting things taken care of, but they, of course, will they guide me because I'm, again, who am I, right? I'm just <laughs> I'm a mom. I'm a realtor. I have a story. Listen if you want. You're I don't a, care if you don't. You're a daughter of Christ. <laughs> That's who you are. Yeah. <laughs> this, other, uh, this other purpose is not my doing, not my say, I guess I should say. And I have to do a lot. <laughs> um, and so I just know that I'm being aligned with the right people and they're going to get me situated. The goal is to have the book at least out by the end of the year. Mm -hmm. um, so that is the goal. I'm praying that it'll it'll actually happen, but I'm trying to keep my excitement levels to rationale. Like, <laughs> just be real here. So that's, that's what I'm working on. Um, I am still actually looking for people to help with the immersion program. It's going to take a lot of amazing people with amazing backgrounds to really formulate that. And so I'm hoping that that program, which is going to be super in-depth, almost like a rehab. Um, and so it's going to require some expertise in some different areas. I'm hoping that'll be done by the middle of next year. Mm -hmm. so, well, that see. sounds like a team project there. Oh yeah. It's, it's definitely going to need. So the, the immersion program is super, super in-depth, which is really scary because I was like, Hey, hey, God. I mean, let me just talk to you for a second here. <laughs> Remember when I said I don't, I don't know what I'm doing? Okay. Well, the more you keep bringing stuff to me, the more my plates being, you know, and, and I don't know what to do. And he just says, "Just trust in me. I will provide you the people that absolutely you need to make this happen." You know, I'm, uh, you know, just to encourage you. I think when, uh, you know, when God asked Noah to build that big old boat. 
and nobody even knew what a boat was in his area or a ship, I should say. And there was desert and no rain. And, you know, I'm sure he was gone. Uh, you know, I've never really been in the shipbuding industry. Might need some other folks there. Uh, you know, you know, God will help you through it. I, I do want to go on record as saying she not only said rad, but stoked. And I, I just want to say I, I like that as well. So. I do, too. I use stoked quite a bit, actually. <laughs> do you have, like, I mean, is there, like, a, just in a 30-second high level, is there kind of, can you kind of describe this immersion process or what it might entail? I, I'm curious. I'm genuinely curious. Yeah, so what I have right now, and, of course, it's always evolving. Um, so what I have right now is... It's a it so far. It's a month long process. So when you are um, accepted into the program, because you have to actually go through an application process, not everybody is going to be accepted. You have to really want to do some hard work because it's going to take some work, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it's going to take about a month um, for you to commit. And um, your children are welcome if you are a single parent, if you have to get out of a situation, whatever. So it's it's family oriented. Um, you will have a place to stay in our facilities, and essentially, it's going to be a mixture of everything that you need to have a balanced life. Um, so the the person, the I don't know, we'd call them patient or member or whatever they are, the really cool people that are about to change their lives. Um, when they come on board, they are given kind of like a regiment, and they have to understand what makes a balanced life. They have to be introduced to um, financial literacy, career enhancement, well, wellness, well-being. Of course, therapy is going to be a huge one. You know, we're, they're clearly you know, going to be in a traumatic situation. They need to learn how to cope. They need to understand that, you know, what is actually happening on a chemical level in their brains and how do we fix that? So there's going to be a lot of one-on-one and group sessions with that. A lot of just exploring different things. So life isn't always just about getting up and going to work and taking the kids to school and that's it. No, there's so much more to enjoy in life. And a lot of people, when they feel stuck, they don't know how to explore different quote unquote hobbies or just go and do something different. And so this program will also introduce them to different things, different hobbies, Kind of like going back to school when you're in high school and you're checking off your electives and you get the cool stuff. You know, some people choose drama. Some want to learn a new language. Some want to go to woodworking. Um, It's similar to that where essentially you're introduced to all areas of your life that make a balance, including spiritual. and, And you're able to just kind of go through all the healing that is involved. Um, so a lot of people are, will be introduced to new things that they never knew, but the goal is to really just educate them and heal them to a point where they don't need anyone else to make decisions for themselves. They know who they are and they have a set set of skills now to cope with whatever they're going to face going back into the world and being introduced into the world. So that's kind of a hope I didn't lose you there by this kind no, of no, not at all. general idea of what it's what it's turning out to be. A no, full I, just FYI, I'm not only a pastor, but I do have a background in clinical counseling. So I, I have worked yes. in the, you know, in the field of psychology. In fact, uh, when I'm not a pastor right now, I work at an autism center. 
uh, working with uh, children with autism. So I, I totally, um, you know, I, I'm not certainly an expert in that field, but I understand it. And I understand what you're saying. I, I am kind of curious is you did mention that there was a spiritual component to this. So what, you know, what, what does that look like, uh, you know, for somebody who might come through the program? How, you know, how might they be brought in? You know, how might the spiritual component be brought in? I, I'm curious about that. Yeah, so um, I'm kind of seeing a vision of um, on the orientation, it's explained to them what exactly it means to have a balanced life. Okay. And that is all those things that we talked about, your physical fitness, right? Your physical being, your spiritual being, that it's emotional, your uh, mental health. Um, so all of that. And then of course, the financial and, and uh, the, the healing and things like that. Sure. So they know going in that there's, there's going to be a lot that they're going to be introduced and introduced to. And so every week we have various, um, whether that's, um, just kind of meditation nights, prayer nights, and then of course church. So we have opportunities for people to be exposed to that. Okay. Uh, it's not going to be a forced situation. There will be options for them, right? But it is going to be absolutely something that we teach as part of a balanced life. It's very important for every person. Absolutely, whatever your belief system is, it's very important to have that connection with God and. God is going to take care of you and you need to lean on him because he is the creator of all the world. He is our safety net. He is our foundation. And so being exposed to that might be the first time for anyone. Just like I, I never could leave my house, right? I was, I think it was my babysitter that took me to church, (laughs) you know, one, one night at eight years old, my family didn't know. Some people don't get that chance. They don't know. Even in the technological world where you have access to information, some of it's not necessarily the right information, right? So people just need guidance and exposure to the right things. And that's what I'm hoping will, we can offer. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. I think, uh, I mean, you and I both know, I think from our backgrounds that, uh, you know, God is, you know, he is the healer. He's the great healer and not just physical bodies. You know, we pray for physical healing a lot, but you know, there's a lot to be said for the fact that spiritual, emotional healing is almost a greater need in our society today. Um, Mm -hmm. so yeah, I mean, getting them, if if, we certainly can't make anyone cross the line of salvation, but, uh, pointing them to Christ, you know, can certainly take them, you know, where they need to go. I mean, you know, without Christ, we are just, you know, incomplete. Yep. For sure. Yeah. We were talking earlier. I mean, I kind of was talking about my past a little bit and, um, I didn't have a traumatic experience growing up. I had a almost perfect, perfect life. I mean, great, great family, great parents, great sisters, um, great friends, but I still battled with depression and I had no reason to. And, but bringing God in my life is what helped me through that. Um, it was just a missing piece that was in me that I didn't know I was missing until I found it. And I think there's a lot of people, even people that aren't, that didn't grow up in a traumatic household or, or life that will benefit greatly from finding the Lord for sure. Absolutely. If everybody knew the Lord, 
what kind of world would we live in? Oh, How it would be, be right? it be heaven on earth. It's <laughs> <Absolutely>. coming. <laughs> Indeed, right. it is. It's right around the corner. <laughs> well, it sounds like God is going to use you to do some pretty big things. Is your uh, is your program? I know your book will be obviously sold everywhere. I assume, but uh, is this immersion program? Is it something that will be local to California, or eventually will uh, branch out to other places? Well, it's really up to God what He wants um, to I happen. I right if answer. This really, well, I see. I have doubt in my when I say if this works, but I think that's just my human um, rationale about it. But I know God's hands in it, so I know it will work. It's going to just come full force. I just know it will. Um, and so, with that being said probably will be everywhere. It probably will be on a big scale. You know, um, one thing I will say is, um, one of the things that I've decided recently. So before I was thinking I would just have the immersion program within my nonprofit and it be strictly for people who are getting out of their situation, you know, something almost like a rescue mission. Um, but actually I was wrong. Um, I was very clearly told in, in other ways that, I can't limit it to people that are in current situation. I have to open it up to all people. And so um, so this will be outside of my nonprofit um, as a standalone uh, program, but it will have the ability to focus on all people, including children and teenagers, which is something that was recently given to me. And I, I haven't really tackled what that looks like yet. But um, so this is really big. This is really big. <laughs> it's very scary. I will tell you, following God, uh, God's purpose for you is pretty scary. Well, I want to encourage you, do not fear. And, uh, you know, don't, <laughs> don't think you're going to out the dream God, because the Bible says that, you know, God is able to do infinitely more than we could ever imagine or even pray for. So realize that God's vision is always way bigger than we think he can even do through us. But if you will let him stretch your mind, he can do it and will do it. Oh, I know. Also, also want to I, offer tried, I, I told you I tried to shake it. I did. I was like, eh, I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> uh, this isn't real. This is just, you know, whatever. No. Yeah, I think Moses tried that once or twice. <laughs> it didn't work out for him. So, right. Yeah, it's like, come on. <laughs> so I, I appreciate that very much. And and while I joke about it, and, and I do feel like it is a big, scary project, because it really is, because I'm only human, right? And I only have my limited mindset around what I feel like is my capabilities. But that's the glory of all of this, is that it's not up to us. We only know our own limitations, Truly, but God knows our potential. He knows what he created us for. So he knows our strengths. He already knows our minds and our hearts and, and everything about us. So he assigns us these tasks, knowing full well the challenges that we're going to face and what we're going to do with them and how we're going to be used well, I think we should want to get in over our head, right? I mean, I, I tell people all the time, I, I want God to do something so big through me that when people look at me, they're going to they're gonna say, well, I know that wasn't you, so it yeah. must have been God, you know? I mean, if we want to bring glory to God, we want him to do something big. So, yeah, 
And that is the pattern of, of how he, going back to Noah, right? That was much bigger program or plan than Noah could have ever come up with on his own. It had to be something from God. Oh, yeah. And it sounds like you're, uh, you're definitely swimming upstream with that. So uh, good luck to Absolutely. you on this. This, is, yeah. this sounds exciting. Yeah, and God's putting all the right people in your path to help you. He is, and people like you also. I mean, being able to share this, I know it's not a finished product, and I know it's just God's message um, to me and my my homework, I guess you can say, um, but being able to get on platforms such as this and really just be able to share the one true message, which is listen, be still, and listen, and then follow. You know, if you follow what God is putting in front of you, not only will you thrive, but you will change lives. And whatever that looks like, your life is your own. Your purpose is different from mine. And that's perfect. You know, but you just have to listen. And this is the one time in my life where I am scared and but also really excited knowing that it is not in my control. And as a type A person, <laughs> that's also scary when you're like, oh, I don't have control over this. Oh, okay. Hyperventilation. I got you. Okay. You got this? Okay, cool. I'm really glad that you got this, God, because, you know. In our weakness, he I'm is strong, be- right? Amen. <laughs> in our weakness. going to be your soldier. Just tell me what to do. Okay. Yeah. I got it. Absolutely. He always so. uses the most, I mean unlikely people for the most unlikely jobs for that person you know yes absolutely absolutely pretty awesome i I thank you guys so much for this opportunity and and i'm really like i said in the very beginning i'm so stoked for you guys that this this is going to be a beautiful podcast that's going to spread the message and the word to so many people and i love how light and airy it is and i think it's going to be amazing so thank you so good, much good light and airy light and airy that's i'm going to remember like that your one. hair yeah <laughs> light all kinds of good, light and airy. good words here <laughs> i like it I, it's <laughs> totally awesome so april I, let me I, ask I, you yeah. this way cool it's way cool so if people want to uh, kind of follow you on this journey is there a website or a way for them to connect with you in in such a way to be able to see this through its fruition well i am currently working on my website right now as we speak um so anyone can just save the website it which is april renee mac Dot com so www.aprilreneemacmac.com and so this is going to be the the kind of um, hub for all the things that I'm doing um, including the nonprofit and of course you know going through the motions of sharing the process with people so there will be opportunities for anyone to connect um, you can connect with me also on Instagram same name April Renee Mac at Instagram so feel free to reach out there. And um, I can give you my um, my email address and everything like that if you want to just share it on the podcast. If anyone wants to reach out, um, they can do that there as well. So, awesome. Okay. Yeah. How many times have you read the Bible? Um, <laughs> um, all the way through in one sitting. It was an audio book. Wow, that's going to take a lot of coffee right there to get through right? that one. It was long drives. Um, I don't know. You know, how how many times? Well, I don't know. But I was just wondering how, what, you know, we do Bible trivia here on the show. 
And oh gosh. I don't know if you heard <laughs> that episode, but are you, would you like to participate in some Bible trivia? Um, we can definitely try. All right. Maybe brush up on my, <laughs> there, my memory here. It d- don't feel uh, don't feel too nervous. Uh, these guys, the first episode totally bombed it. Yeah, I, it was awful. The, I the pastor crazy. of the church got four out of ten questions right. Yep, and it his, happens. And his assistant got four out of ten questions right. <laughs> my, my assistant, <laughs> whatever you want to call it, uh, past, custodial <laughs> minister of custodial right. properties. Yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> And then uh, did much better the second time, though. Nine out of ten over yeah, here. Yeah, probably won't ever happen again, but that's, you well, know. we'll see. So um, I, our reigning you, champion last week is. Do you want us to leave the room while you our, uh, our run this through with her? Well, are you? Uh, yeah, she'll go first because I can't. She can't leave the room. But um, <laughs> um, I'm trying to figure out who she's going to go up against. I think they're uh, either the reigning champion. Well, you know, maybe make it more fair. You know, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I, <laughs> don't, don't make her go against the pastor for crying out loud. Well, even though I, I had this, <laughs> I had this vision, beat the pastor. I don't know. But, uh, you know, uh, that's a little intimidating, but it might be a little intimidating. And, uh, but Nate, Nathan knows he, I, I, he's Nathan not a slouch. Is not a slouch. He is not a slouch. He that knows, is true. He knows. And I, I imagine April is not either. Although, you know, it depends if you're uh you know, like if you're like me, you read for principle. And so a lot of those factoids kind of go, you know, out the back door. But, yeah. you know, the same knows? way. And, and uh, no one expects I don't think anybody expects anybody to know any of these answers. Well, there you go. It's all for fun, right? It's all for fun. All for so fun. no pressure. Okay. This is for fun. Hey, so I'm am down. I the one? Am I the one step? I the wrote line? these questions out today and I didn't know any of the answers. That like That's encouraging, well, Jason. But I do now. <laughs> he does now. So you're learning. So I'm learning. Eventually, he's going to be the master. Couple. I knew of a couple. <laughs> I knew a couple. All right. So is Rick stepping away, or I, or both uh, of us? Will you tell me? She's gonna. I think she'll go against you. All right. I'll step away then. Be right back. Okay. I'll be gentle. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We gotta wait till he gets out of earshot. Okay. Can I Google answers? <laughs> There's well, it's timed. I don't it's think timed. you can do that. <laughs> Here's the rules: ten questions, one minute. If you don't, and remember, it's you only have one minute. So, um, if you don't know the answer, just pass, and okay. we can come back to it if you have time. If you think too long, you'll probably miss more than you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, and I, I have to, I have to play the intro. The Bible oh, trivia. absolutely. So here, here's the intro to Bible trivia. Here we go. Shofar. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it is Bible trivia time on For Love. For the love, I can't even say the show. Like, <laughs> I gotta cut that it's out. It's something like for the ladies love and gentlemen, it's Bible trivia, and our special guest April Mack will be joining us, and this is quite a treat. That it and, is, and it gives him a night off. Of, I just wish you could all see her wonderful background. I just feel like everybody's getting robbed. It's so yeah. beautiful. Wait, I know we need a green screen, but we're never on camera, so that's, that's it true. Matter. It won't matter. All right, you ready? Uh, yeah, I guess as ready as I'll ever be. Here we go. 
What tribe was Paul from? Pass. Whose example does Paul say Christians follow in chapter 5 of Ephesians? Whose example should Christians follow? I mean, Jesus. There you go. <laughs> what does Simon Peter do for a living before he becomes an apostle? Simon and Peter? Simon Peter. Oh, Simon Peter. Um, he's a fisherman. Who is Stephen in the Acts of, of the Apostles? Who is Stephen in Acts of the Apostles? Pass. What, by what name did Paul of Tarsus known before he begins his missionary activity? What name did Paul of Tarsus was known for? Oh, pass. Who, I feel like I know that one time is expired, but I'm going to go ahead and let you fly through. I guarantee you, you actually do know that one. Uh, who murders John the Baptist? Um, I'm totally blanking all of a sudden. This is something you definitely know. <laughs> Why can't I think of it? Um, he does the same thing. He just freezes up. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, who baptized Jesus? Paul. Wait. Paul. No. Not Paul. John. John the Baptist. Yes. Woo who takes Jesus? Who takes Jesus' body off the cross? Um, um it was um I feel like it was Peter and shoot. I forget. Well, you know, you could think of that one. Uh, who 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 wanted his body to put it in the tomb? Who actually owned mother? the tomb? Well, Mary did, right? You're talking about that? Yeah, I'm not sure where you're going with that. I, I assume you were talking about... The one about that takes his body off the cross was Joseph of Joseph of Arimathea. Uh, normally, which, yeah, I, I think normally he's more thought of as the one who came up with the... Yeah, so that was almost yeah, a trick question, but yeah, yeah I get you. Kind of, I feel you. Which gospel is written by a doctor? Who is... Walker? Which apostle was a doctor? Yeah, actually, not everybody I knows really, that. I really, truly never I knew that. that. I don't. I that one, I definitely don't know. Uh, Doctor Luke. Doctor Luke. Doctor Luke. And what to what that? city was Saul traveling when he encountered a great and blinding light? This is really a lot of pressure. <laughs> well, since this pressure's off, time since this doesn't count out. now, can I just tell? Can I just yeah, uh, you, help her? Yeah, you can. The road to. The, uh, um, he was on the road to Damascus. Yeah. <laughs> so you knew it. You knew it. I just needed some help with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, you know what? I feel that bad. Was fun. She, I could have really. Did, cause she see, bad. And, you know, and, I, and I'm really not blowing smoke. I actually knew all those. Did you? And it, well, But, you know, maybe yeah. it was just simply because, it wasn't you. because I wasn't under pressure. And I think that's what it was. She got. Uh, well, one, I definitely two. know. I, re I knew some of those answers, but I really am like, I. Thanks. For <laughs> well, thanks for being a good sport, though. Thanks for being a good sport. Yes, thank you so much. So okay. It's going to be very easy for you, my friends. I don't know about we'll that. Get I... one right, and you won. No, you got three. You got three right. You, you got, got three right. You okay. got to do three. All right. To uh, not get the sad trombone. Okay. Understood. The sad... if, you, if you listen to now, your... I only got four the first week. If so... you guys, <laughs> <laughs> they don't listen to the show, April. <laughs> um, but, but Pastor Rick got, uh, did I say it right? Did I say pastor? Pastor. Pastor. Yeah, I think I so. See, I say pastor wrong. I say pastor instead of pastor. It's Where a, the goat fart 
the goats go. <laughs> That's, see, it's all linked. It's all coming around. That's exactly right. Okay, you ready? Let's give it a shot. All right, here we uh, here we go. What tribe was Paul from? Tribe? Mm-hmm. Pass. Whose example does Paul say Christians to follow in chapter 5 of Ephesians? I would what example say should Christians follow? Jesus, I'd say. Go ahead. What was Simon Peter, what did he do for a living before he became an apostle? Fisherman. Who is Stephen in Acts of the Apostles? Uh, he was the first uh, martyr. By what name did Paul of Tarsus known before he became a missionary? Uh, Saul. Who murdered John the Baptist? John the Baptist. Uh, oh, it was the king. I can't remember his name. Uh, pass. Who baptized Jesus? Uh, John the Baptist. Who takes Jesus' body off the cross? Uh, the Roman the Roman uh, centurion. Which gospel was written by a doctor? Um, Luke. To what city was Saul traveling when he encountered a great and blinding light? Um, I, I, I hear the buzzer, so I won't answer. Go ahead and answer. Um, now you, now I just lost it. Um, the road to Damascus. Thank you. <laughs> you gotta have that road too, <laughs> and it helps everybody. <laughs> Once you said Saul, I was like, yeah, I knew it. I knew it. Was yes. Saul. So like now, the the reason you should know the because uh, Paul, when he gets up on his, you know, he says, "Man, I was so proud of myself. I was taught under Gamaliel, and I was from the tribe of." Benjamin. 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 Uh, see, I, yeah, I what was the other one they missed? Uh, uh, there was oh the who who uh, yeah who well, that's uh, actually the tribe of Benjamin is actually the one that Christ is from, isn't it? No, no, Judah, Judah, Judah. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. No, and then the other I one. I knew that one. Ha ha. So yeah. So who was uh, whose daughter? Uh, who did he? Uh, who killed um, John the Baptist? He promised his daughter. And she wanted to have his, his head, head on a, on a, on a platter. platter. Yeah, what was his Herod. name? Herod Antipas. Yeah. I, I, see, trying to remember the name Herod is just not. That's not an everyday word. <laughs> right. <So>, Harold, <laughs> maybe. And, and he's not even that great of a character in the Bible, so he's not really memorable. Other than, hey, he's the bad guy. See, and you're you're freaking out, April, because her husband's name's Herod. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> For the record, what is your husband's name? I don't have a husband, actually. Oh. <laughs> no. Not okay. anymore. No, I'm so sorry. Okay. No, you're good. Well, at least it's not Herod. I mean, it's not <laughs> at least it's not Herod. That would be, that would be <laughs> bad. mean guy, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, good. you guys did good. All right, so what are the really good. So, yeah, try a Paul Benjamin. Follow. Who's say Paul says they follow Christians to follow who? Christ. Yeah, I got that one right. Uh, Simon Peter was a fisherman. Uh, uh, Stephen was the first martyr, mm-hmm. first Christian martyr. Got that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul of Tarsus was known as Saul. Yeah. Who murdered John? Herod. Mm-hmm. Baptized Jesus. John. Um, who takes Jesus off the cross? Joseph of Arimathea. See, now that you, I almost went with Joseph of Arimathea. I thought that's what you were going for, but I, I got stuck on who took him off the cross because it right. actually that's, was the Roman citizens that I did that. I was actually thinking that too. It was the Roman it, soldiers. Well, but the he question went said, to, who takes Jesus' body off the cross? So Joseph of Arimathea went to the Roman consulate it and asked, asked for, for his body. body. Okay, so it might be worded a little pa- different. Yeah. Apparently, yeah. the question was. 
Incorrect. <laughs> it happens. So, it happens. So we win by default. I, I, I'll, I'll so take you that. Get, you, you get, get the that point freebie too. point right there. Freebie point. <laughs> which gospel was written by Dr. Luke and yeah. Damascus was where he was traveling to. That was fun. All right. Hope so you I enjoyed definitely that. learned something I really did not know that Luke was a doctor. So that's really exciting. That's the whole point of this. There you go. To learn. Learning the little factoids. And you're too yeah. nice to give the sad child moan to, so... Okay. I'll, I'll take it. it on her behalf. I'll, I'll take oh, one for the team. <laughs> That's very kind. That's a very Christian thing to do Thank to you. take that. Thank you, Pastor. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Nathan, for that. His sacrifice. <laughs> wow, that is awesome. <laughs> He's preparing for Easter. He's being a sacrifice. Right there, you go. Look at I'm right. trying to, just like in Ephesians five, I'm trying to follow Christ's example. That's the right. Sacrifice, there you right? Go. Look at that. <laughs> Applying what we learned. I like it. Right. (laughs) I like it. Thanks for being such a great sport. Yeah, that's awesome. Do you listen to Christian music or or are you a music fan? I do. I love Christian music. Oh, it's fantastic. We do uh, Christian music songs of the week. Cool. And so my song of the week is um, Where You Go, I Go by Jesus Mm -hmm. Culture. Ooh. I know you like that one. uh, That song. I'm telling you, see, I'm new to the Christian music thing. I'm new to being a Christian, period. It's less than a year into my walk, and it's been the absolute best year of my life, and I'll never not walk with the Lord. And um, so I, I was a metalhead my whole life. I mean, and um, now I'm a Christian head. A Christian, if that's such a thing, I I don't know. It's maybe you could coin that phrase. Well, Christ is the head of the church, so yeah. Um, We have a worship band here at church, and uh, Pastor, I did it right. Yeah, you did do it right. I'm I'm practicing. You are. Pastor Rick is uh, not only the pastor, but the mission, uh, the worship leader, and he's our guitar player and singer, and I play the drums in the band, and. so we we I ever since then it's just been the only thing I listen to is Christian music. It's started out as homework and now it's just what leads me. So mm-hmm. so you get the opportunity now to pick a song of the week for you. Yes. What would you choose oh, yeah. it to be? Okay, so this is a song that I actually just recently heard, even though it's an older song, um, but it just fits really well into what I'm doing with my life, and that's from Lauren Daigle, Rescue. Um, nice. So if you were to listen to the song Rescue, it really, really goes deep into the heart of mm. like how we need to be rescued and God is there to rescue us. And that's exactly my my mission that God has given upon me. And so this song has really been playing a lot more lately so that I can hear it and resonate with it. And so awesome. that's the song of the week is Lauren Daigle's Rescue. Awesome. awesome. Good choice. Awesome. Good choice. Okay, Pastor Rick, you're up. What's your okay, song? Okay, so week? my choice. Uh, in fact, I, I've only heard this song a few times, but you guys were talking about rap, and I am not a huge fan of rap. Never have been. I don't dislike it totally. I mean, there's a lot of still some good stuff out there. Uh, but I heard a song uh, not too long ago. It actually came up, popped up on my Spotify while I was listening to other stuff. It's by a artist by the name of Manifest, and the song is called "Every Time You Run." And it's just talking about, he's talking about just, you know, he would just run away from God and God just kept pulling him back. And it's really a powerful song. So if you get a chance, check it out. For sure. Awesome. Okay. 
So my my choice for the song this week is going to be the one I played for you guys beforehand. Oh. Okay, so Ooh, um, I am actually not a rap fan, but I came across this artist by the name of Nikki Gracious, and he has a song called Stand Up. Now, I'm going to give you a warning. It's, it's, it's a little hardcore. Uh, you can definitely hear the anger in the song. So uh, definitely uh, check it out, and, and hopefully it resonates. But yeah. nonetheless, Christ-focused. It is yeah. definitely. He played it earlier. I was like going, oh, wow. It yeah. is very intense, but yet intense, meaningful. But yes. right. Exactly. Righteous. Righteous and intense. Righteous and intense. There you go. Righteously intense. Yep. Anyway. Love it. Awesome. Well, I think that's pretty much the end of the show. Okay. Oh, sad face. Sad face. Now it's the time. <laughs> April, thank you so much for yes, joining us. Yes, indeed. Absolutely. You were thank an absolute you guys delight. Thank so much for having me. Look forward to seeing how, how far uh, the Lord takes you in this. Hey, same. Same with you guys. I look forward to seeing how your podcast grows and all the impact that you guys are going to have on this world. So here's to bringing more people to Christ. Here's to living your purpose. And let's just praise God today. Right? Absolutely. So, Amen. Amen. So I, I kind of like to do something a little different. We've not done this before, but Pastor Rick, you want to close us out in prayer? Yeah. Uh, if uh, Jason, you have my mind. No, I was going to oh, well, ask the go. same thing. All right. Well, let's do it. Okay. Oh, God, we just thank you so much for your presence here uh, this evening as we have uh, just chatted, had a good time, and listened to uh, April's story and just all the cool things that you're doing through her and, and even Jason and sharing the cool things that you're doing through his life. Uh, God, I just uh, I just right now just want to, uh, in faith, just lift up uh, April's ministry. Uh, really, it's your ministry. You know, really, when we're successful, we just kind of plug in and do what you're already doing, and we just become a part of it. And that sounds like what she's doing. Uh, you gave her a vision. You you had some wheels in motion, and she's just kind of grabbing at your coattails and, and riding along. And so I just lift her up to you, and I pray that you would just continue to to build her vision. Uh, you tell us that we can't outdream you in the Word. We just can't think bigger than you. There's no way. And so, uh, Father, I just pray that you... Uh, just keep building up her vision, just like you did other, uh, you know, key players, uh, you know, that we read even from the from the Word of God, from your Word. And uh, I pray that you just uh, put your hand on her ministry, that you guide her, give her wisdom. Uh, Holy Spirit, give her the power. Um, you tell us that uh, in your Word that, that you give us the desire and the power to do what pleases you. And so I pray that you would give her that power, that you would do, uh, as Jesus said, the even greater things that he talked about through her. Um, and uh, Father, we just uh, look forward to seeing what you do through her life. Lord, I lift up this podcast, just a simple thing, just a, a small thing that uh, you put on Jason's heart uh, several weeks, months, however long that's been ago. And, and um, you know, we started out with uh, one, ones and ones of listeners. And um, I know you want to do some big things. So I, so I just pray that you give him again, uh, the same kind of thing, just a big dream, a big vision, a lot of faith, uh, because you say it is by our faith that will be done. And Lord, I just pray that uh, uh, you just use this podcast for, from tonight to, to reach uh, literally thousands of people, because uh, you can, and I believe you will. And we pray it in Jesus' name, because he's the only reason that we can come to you, Father. We pray it in his name. Amen. 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 Awesome.
Real pleasure uh, meeting you, April. Yes, nice, nice to meet you. Thank you. Listen, April, uh, keep in touch. Um, I like to know where things are developing for you. Um, and I would love to have you back on when you got some new, new uh, more news, like your programs off and running, your books out or, or whatever. And uh, I'd love to have, have you back on to share that. Cool. And Thank we're going to need an autographed copy of that book, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's only fair. It's only fair. Um, I'll ask God if he'll sign it for you. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Touché. Very nice. Busy, she just like stuck the, the well here. Actually, they're in a relationship, so I might have some insider stuff. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, guys. Bravo. Thank you so much. I, it would be my pleasure to come back on and keep you guys updated. And I look forward to many, many, many more podcast shows from you guys so good Great. luck to you awesome. guys thank you so much thank you, so much. Thank you. Talk to you god bless you good night bye bye okay that was kind of fun that was awesome that was pretty awesome that was very awesome i am sitting here just in a a joyous state of like i've got awesome sauce all over me that's that's the, the thing it's just been splattered everywhere so yeah yeah, I'm I was just, just trying. To, I was trying to bring in another goofy <laughs> saying. We had rad. We had. Yeah. I mean, awesome you know, sauce. And I wanted to bring in awesome sauce, and it, it took a second. You know, very but I few made people say awesome sauce, uh, and I, that's why I like it. The first time I ever heard it was uh, a photographer named um, something. What's that tractor? John Deere. <laughs> no, it starts with a K. Kenworth. No. no. Okay. Yeah, you, you got me, man. Uh, I, am, I, I don't not, know my tractors. <laughs> I I know nothing virtually about tractors or goat farming. Oh, that's so his I, name. It's a tractor name. It starts with a K. I forget it. It doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna have to look it up. You realize says, this, right? It, well, yeah. Let's look it up. Uh, let's see, tractor. Uh, that's not how you spell tractor. <laughs> <laughs> that is so. No, I always put a K in there for some Try reason. Try it with a U-R-E at the end, like pasture. <laughs> Kubota. Kubota. Okay, gotcha. Oh, my goodness. Okay, gotcha. Something, I wouldn't Something Kubota. He's a photographer. When I was a photographer, I watched photographers so I can learn how to be a better photographer. Makes sense. And he's a really good one. So he said awesome sauce quite a bit. Nice. And I've used it a few times since then. And uh, now I heard it again from you. So now you might. Yeah, I think we I think it's uh, I think we should take it as a mission uh, secondary, obviously, to, uh, you know, spreading the gospel, but a mission to bring back some of these old, wonderful words like, you know, Dude, that's totally boss. That's boss. Yeah. I mean, some of the. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, yeah. You know, <laughs> that's one thing. OK. Speaking of boss, I hate to be called boss. Okay, boss. I hate when, like exactly <laughs> when someone says, "What's up, boss?" I'm like, I don't like it. I'm not your boss. I don't pay you. <laughs> That's in a tif- totally different context. Though. I don't like chief, sport, sport, <laughs> buddy, skip. Pal. You do realize that you are telling the entire world exactly how to get under your skin. Oh, right? <laughs> yeah, that's probably not a good idea. That's not. I'm probably that's going not to wisdom right okay. there. You know, we specifically were praying for wisdom earlier. I need to edit this out. <laughs> I'm going to edit this out. <laughs> Folks, thank you for joining the show. We appreciate you more than you know. 
Uh, please uh, drop a drop a rating and a comment. We'd love to hear from you. Only if it's good. <laughs> it has to be good, right? <laughs> and you get a gold star if you use the word rad in that rating. Yes. Okay, leave a comment. That's fair. That's fair. Leave your favorite old school word. I want to hear them. Oh yeah. That is your that is your motivation. We want to hear your favorite old school word. That is totally far out. Hang 10. <laughs> Peace out. God bless. Trout. Love you. <laughs> Good night. <laughs>